Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. Joe Manchin is arguably the most vulnerable Democratic senator in the country up for re-election in 2024. But don't cut him out just yet. On one hand, West Virginia is a deeply red state. Manchin's approval ratings have plummeted, and Republicans already have a couple recognizable candidates in the race. But beating Manchin won't be easy. He hasn't lost there since the 1990s, and he's long benefited from distancing himself from national Democratic leaders, which he's trying to pull off again by attacking the Biden administration's implementation of the Inflation Reduction Act, Democrats' marquee climate law. Now, to be clear, Manchin himself hasn't announced if he will run for re-election or not, but whatever he decides is really important for Democrats if they want to hold on to the Senate and for the direction of Washington's energy policy. So today, Politico's Holly Otterbein on Manchin's crucial 2024 decision. It's Tuesday, May 9th. Joe Manchin is probably the most vulnerable Senate Democrat right now in 2024. When you look at what's happened in West Virginia in the last few years politically, you can just see how tough of a situation he's in. Former President Donald Trump won the state by almost 40 percentage points in 2020. There are only 14 Democrats left in their state legislature, which has 134 members. And then Manchin himself has seen his approval rating plummet recently in a morning consult poll that came out. 55% of voters in West Virginia gave him a thumbs down. So he's starting out the race in a very dire situation. Wow. So how important is the West Virginia race to the broader 2024 Senate map and Democrats' ability to keep their slim control of the chamber? It's extremely important. Again, Manchin is probably the most vulnerable Senate Democrat right now for 2024. And Republicans really see him, Senator Tester in Montana, and Senator Brown in Ohio as their top targets. Right. And you're reporting that despite the difficult terrain, some Republican leaders fear Manchin remains formidable and hope he bows out of the race. So what are they telling you and what other options might be available to Manchin? Yeah, so I went down to West Virginia recently for Governor Jim Justice's Senate launch. Republicans are really happy about the fact that they have successfully recruited him in the race. He's super popular. This adds to the troubles facing Manchin. And when I went down there, you know, I thought that basically it would just be a lot of chest thumping and Republicans feeling really confident and, and, you know, everyone I'm talking to saying, you know, he's dead, like this is over. And from talking to folks both in West Virginia and in Washington, D.C., Republicans and Democrats alike really aren't leaving him for dead just yet. I was taken aback by just the number of people who said, don't count him out. That even includes Jim Justice's former pollster. He told me, basically, there's a reason that Manchin is the last standing Democrat in a state that has gone deep, deep red. And Senator Lindsey Graham said something similar. You know, he said he's a formidable politician. You know, you can't count him out. So even though when you look at the broader trends and you and you look even just at Manchin's own approval ratings, things look quite dire. And they are, you know, we, there's no sugarcoating that. 
Manchin does have a skill at being able to win really tough races in this deep red state. He's been, he's been able to pull it off before. And so from talking to folks in the state, you know, they tell me you can't say it's impossible for him to do it again, just given his history. Interesting. And so what are some signs pointing to Manchin's eventual decision either way, particularly we've seen over recent weeks, his commentary around the Inflation Reduction Act, of course, his trademark climate and social spending law that he's now distancing himself from. So wondering particularly what what you make of that. Yeah, so Senate Democrats, you know, are definitely hoping that he runs for reelection. He has said that he is not going to make a decision until the end of the year. And actually, you know, when you look at last time when he ran for reelection in 2018, he waited until days before the filing deadline to reveal to his colleagues that he was running for reelection. So Former aides of his have told me that's probably what's going to happen again. Like he's probably going to not make a decision until he sits down with his family this December. So anything, you know, that we see is just trying to read the tea leaves. But let's do that because, you know, everybody in politics is doing that right now. They're all trying to figure out what Manchin is going to do. And so I would just say, you know, the fact that he is pushing back so hard against the Inflation Reduction Act's implementation really just being a pain in the butt for the Biden administration in any number of ways, including this. Those are the moves of somebody who's running for re-election. Whether or not he does, you know, we'll find out later this year or next. Also, on Monday, a panel of federal judges expressed skepticism about an effort by major oil companies to move a climate change lawsuit brought by the District of Columbia into federal court. The lawsuit was originally brought before the D.C. Superior Court, the city's version of a state-level court, in 2020. The suit alleged violations of a D.C. consumer protection law from the sale of fossil fuel products without disclosure of the risks and effects of climate change, which echoes claims brought by about two dozen other states and cities around the country in recent years. Arguments in this lawsuit came just weeks after the Supreme Court declined to hear appeals in five similar cases, sending them all back to state-level courts. For more news and energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power dash switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. Chevron is developing renewable diesel made with biofeedstock that can help reduce the life cycle carbon emissions of heavy-duty transport fuels today. Learn more at chevron.com.